Welcome back to the Mikado, a long-form series for Talking League. Talking League is proudly brought to you by Game Day Squad. Create, coach, compete in fantasy footy, be the coach and win, download the app and play now. Hello everyone, Jason back in the studio for another edition of the Mikado. This one is a little bit different, it's a hybrid episode with two parts. In the first part, I go through my recent article, Inflation Nation, which I have a look at the prospects of potentially buying Heal and Lukey before round 12. And at the back part, we've got the audio from the launch of the 2023 Talking League Biplanner. Interested in downloading a copy of the Biplanner, be sure to head to talkingleaguepod.com for just articles where you can download your copy. And not only that, you can also read the written edition of this article. But let's get into it. So the reason I decided to write about Highland, sorry, Helen Lukey this week is the fact that he had an absolute stormer on the weekend against the Dragons. So he scored 84, which was the fourth highest score of the round, and the Cowboys were pretty dominant against the Dragons. In an enthralling 60-minute performance, he scored two tries, he had two line breaks, two offloads, six tackle breaks, and a career-high 192 metres. Owners were ripping out the lasso on Saturday night as Lukey went on a rampage, gaining 56k, and he now stands at 516k. So, at that price, is it too late to jump on? Well, when looking to identify whether we're going to be looking to buy Lukey or not, the, probably the best place to start is, is what are we actually going to project him at on a weekly basis? To date in his NRL career, Lukey's played 31 games, averaging 35.2 points in 44.1 minutes at a PPM of 0.79. With a wide range of minutes played across these performances, it's probably worth drilling down a bit deeper in the matches where he plays the bigger minutes. Based off what we saw on the weekend, it's not unreasonable to expect Lukey to play a minimum of 55 to 60 minutes each week. Of his 31 NRL matches, he's played 50 minutes or more on 14 occasions, averaging 43 and 60 minutes, which is probably a fair estimate of his future output. In this sample, Lukey averages 0.4 tries and 0.4 line breaks per game, which is arguably sustainable for a dynamic ball runner that always poses a threat to the defence. Speaking of defence, defensively, Luke doesn't post the most impressive numbers. He averages 22.8 net tackles as he's prone to the odd missed tackle when he doesn't make contact from the perfect defensive angle. And this is something that we saw in the Magic Round Airbush by the Cowboys when they beat the Roosters. Luke missed four tackles in his stint. In fairness to Lukey, though, the conditions were pretty atrocious compared to the six matches before they hit the field on the Sunday, so potentially you might list that performance as an anomaly. Regardless of how optimistic you are of his defensive numbers, they do feed into his base, which is relevant when potential purchasers may only be looking at a rental for the next three weeks in a cash grab. In this sample of games, the 14 games, he averages... 86.7 run metres, which shows how much of an outlier the 192 he ran for against the Dragons was. In matches where he doesn't score a try within this sample, he averages just 34.9 and 58 point minutes, which indicates that purchasers will be thirsty for a trial too in his upcoming matches. So, should not known as jump on and looking. At 516k, he's priced around a 36 average, which does present some value for a player that we're expecting to average on or around 43. With the break-even in the single digits, Lukey is primed to make some quick cash and presents as a useful option in round 13, which is the first major buy round. And speaking of buys, the decision whether to buy him or not is ultimately shamed around your buy coverage in rounds 13 and 16. 
it's important to remember that during the major buy rounds, which was rounds 13, 16, and 19, you can only field 13 plays in the alignment of your starting 13. So that's one hooker, three mids, two edges, two halves, two centers, and three winger fullbacks. Which means that if you've got three or more edges that don't have dual position, you'll have positional wastage in these rounds. Which, you know, depending on your current edge artillery, Luke, you could go from a raging buy to a sensible avoid. Let's start by having a look at round 13 and the potential options for fantasy coaches. When you look at it on the outside, Lukey probably isn't that much worse than having Jermaine Hopgood or Tyson Brazell, Jack Bird, Homoli Lokuatu, Hudson Young, Jaden Seward, Joey Arrow, or Connolly Lemuelu. You can actually narrow this list down even further because you'd think anyone who owns Bird and Lemuelu would be playing them in their centres. And we've got the likes of Arrow, Young, Frizzell, and Olakawatu, who are pretty much going to be somewhere in that origin mix, with probably at least two or three of those missing round 13 action. When you eliminate these players from the list, Luki is very much a passable asset for one of your two edge slots in round 13. And if you've only got one or no edge players for round 13 at this stage, Luki certainly ticks that box. It looks pretty promising for you. As we move through the buys, we'll move to round 14, which Lukey will be quite useful for coaches that have Sea Eagles, Knights, and Eels, as well as relying on any Origin players that you know, potentially may not back up. Also got to consider that there might be some red dots from any 11-day standouts or selection decisions made by club coaches. So in round 14, you'd be very comfortable playing Lukey in your 17. We move to round 15, which of course is the Cowboys' first buy for the season. The fact that he doesn't play isn't really a concern from a scoring perspective, as of course the Cowboys are the only team that have the buy in round 15. With the Cowboys not boasting many fantasy-relevant options in 2023, having this red dot should open up some looping opportunities for the risky coaches, which of course is a positive. However, the main issue with his placement of this buy is coaches that are looking to pick him up this week really need him playing to boost the short-term cash generation. Which means, with his round 15 buy, it turns into a potential cliff given what round 16 will have in store for fantasy coaches. Now often, round 16 in circles has been spoken about this really difficult buy to navigate, and that's not incorrect for a lot of positions. However, I'd argue in the edge position we are absolutely stacked with options for this round. Potentially play the likes of Jermaine Hopgood, Britton Nicara, Zach Hosking, Isaiah Papali, Tyson Brazell, Teague Wilton, Nat Butcher, Homoyola Kawatu, Angus Crichton, or John Baton, who all look as great edge options that are probably going to average at least 5 to 10 more points than Lukey will. Of course, with Hopgood and Butcher, they are dual position players, and we know the mid position is going to be very difficult that round, so you could slide those players up there. We may have Frizzell and Olakawatu involved in Origin, but there's still quite a lot of edge options there that I would personally have over Lukey, and most fantasy coaches would rather have over Lukey in their 13 for that week. With the awkward placement of the Cowboys' first buy in round 15, Lukey is a tricky proposition for coaches that are weighing it whether to buy him or not this week. Given you probably don't want to play him in round 16, you're essentially looking at a rental for three rounds where you're hoping for quick cash and a big score in round 13. He does enter round 12 with significant momentum in his rolling average, which aids this, but all it takes is one mediocre score to halt that, and you have him battling to reach 600k by round 15. 
at which point you're probably looking to flick him given you probably won't play him in round 16. As a result, I will personally be avoiding him. However, I won't be talking cages out of taking the plunge as sometimes you've got to risk it for the biscuit. My only recommendation for coaches in this dilemma is to go out and buy a time machine and buy him in a previous round. Because let's be honest, that's the only way you'll get the desired 150k plus in gains from the transaction that await the 3.48% they're currently owning. But failing that, what you should do is list out your potential round 16 edges and identify whether you'd be happy to accommodate Lukey in that. If you are, go ahead and buy him. If not, you probably want to hold off buying him. And hey... The best way to visualise this is to probably crack open a copy of the buy planner and pencil him in and see whether it works for your buy rotation. So that wraps up the analysis part of this edition of the Mercato. Let's jump into the audio from yesterday. But first, it's time for a bit of a transition. Dolphin sound while you pick him. <laughs> Plenty of talk in the community about what tools us here at Talking League HQ are using and we're looking to use a spreadsheet like this, so we thought we may as well send a copy out, make it available for you guys to have a play with as well. So as you can see on the screen here, or if you are listening to this on the podcast version, you best open up the spreadsheet and you'll be able to follow along with me as I go through the features of this sheet. So as you can see here, nothing too overly complex, but let's just go through all the features so you're across them all. And of course, then we'll go through where you can download this sheet. So... The key thing to note here is our first column, our player column, has 21 slots and they all have drop-down menus with all players available in alphabetical order. So I've loaded this sheet up with the team for the number one overall ranked team, Green Schist Hooligans, which is Dion's team. He's doing a great job here, as you can see, very strong squad. It's a pretty decent buy numbers already before he makes some trades in his final round. So... Moving into rounds 12 and 13, you're starting to look to formalise your buy planning a bit more. This sheet might be very helpful for you. So as you can see there, player names, once you go through and change it, it will automatically update the team, the positions, and when they are available and not available. But we'll put Jermaine back in there because I don't want to make Andy too angry. With this as well, you've also got the ability to toggle whether Origin includes or not. So to make a player unavailable for Origin... Let's just say Corey Horsper is going to make the team. Just put a yes in there, and you'll see that he'll come up as an Origin player. Likewise, if a pre-selected player, so say you think is not going to be in Origin, you could remove him. Same with Hines. It'll update their availability as such. And you'll see down here that the numbers adjust accordingly. We'll summarise your Origin players for you. So in the Origin major rounds of 13, 16, and 19, it'll give you Origin checks. So when they are backing up in 14, 17, and 20, players that you need to be aware of, and of course, as well, it'll give you the players that are on a buy in any given round listed here as buy round players with your total unavailable players. Underneath here, you've got a couple of checks for your squad with potentially available players. It'll highlight in rounds 13, 16 and 19 when you have more than 13 players available in what we would call overall wastage, because as we know, in 2023, you could only have 13 scoring players in that round. And they must be in the right positional quantity, which is where we've got our posi potential positional wastage here. And essentially what it does is it tells you to check if you've got excess amount of plays in one position in that round. You will need to do that manually in this iteration of the sheet. Look, we may update it with some more features 
Further in the season, I'd say it's unlikely, but all it's going to do is just prompt you to check that you don't have more than one hooker playing in that round, or three edges, sorry, three mids, more than two edges, two halves, two centers, three wing fullbacks, and so forth. Also tell you how many DPPs you've got in your squad as well. So if you want to make some changes, of course, you just go through and make those changes there. Keeping in mind as well that there's no indicator that I've put in here thus far around injury. Again, it's assuming a play will actually play as well. So if you went in and put in a cheapie, say someone like Jonah Pezzett, it's going to show him up as playing around 14 and 15 when he potentially may not, same with 17 and 18. So just keep that in mind as well. Again, this is just a simple tool to try and give you a little bit of a guide as to your plays that may potentially be unavailable during Origin Rounds. So if you'd like to download a copy of this, head to our website, talkingleaguepod.com. You should see it there as the most recent article. If you can't see it, head to talkingleaguepod.com for just articles. Link will be attached to this Facebook post, or if you're listening to this on the podcast, the link to where you can download this by planner will be available there as well. So hopefully you enjoy this shoot. Any bugs, hit us up in the DMs and we'll try and fix them. But until then, happy by planning and thanks for tuning.